It's actually the 5th of December, oh I think. It's the 5th. This is coming out on the 7th. I know. So, we've got four shows left. And the last few shows, well, I have re-listened. I've caught up <laughs> with all of them, as you'll be pleased to know. But we've been having a few difficulties, haven't we? We have <laughs> We have been going through some difficult times. We've been having a bit of... A bit of a breakdown in relations bit of a crisis maybe has been caused mm, yeah i think it's you know it's it's related to the idea that i think you know the fact that i'm moving out there's lots of different situations that i think that have come from that but also like i know that we haven't been spending a lot of time together yeah, but we're here tonight we're here tonight and prior to arriving to record this we went for a lovely slap up dinner at the Saramagos at the CCA. Curtis of the uh, Ellie Harrison Christmas fund. Christmas fund. <laughs> which is fun for starving artists. Put aside each year to help us celebrate <laughs> our Lord Jesus's birth more than 2,000 years ago. <laughs> anyway, I just thought it'd be nice for us to spend a bit of time together. It was nice. And uh, I picked the theme. I picked the theme a few... Well, I guess it was last week. I think you week. picked it when we were still... Things were still a little things tense. Things were still tense. I was really worried about this theme. So the theme is confrontations. Mm-hmm. But to look at it philosophically, I thought by confronting, <laughs> the, uh, confronting yeah. the fact that we were having confrontations, perhaps on some of the previous broadcasts that are audible, because my sister... She's an avid listener, Flo Harrison. Thanks, Flo. The lovely woman. She listened to the last one and she was angry at me at the way that yes. treated you. Yeah, she's on your Thanks, side. Thanks, Flo. For the la- I got her to do some quite in-depth feedback on the situation of the last week's broadcast. Not that I want to go into too much detail because mm. self-referential is, is never too good, is it? <laughs> Although we obviously <laughs> haven't learned a lesson about that. But um, she said that I snapped at you too much. And she also said that one thing that I did, which is she thought that you were about to say something like to own up to what you saw as a flaw in your own personality rather than me like listening like a sympathetic ear and you like just allowing you to it. open up i was just like yeah i fucking know like yeah. and it made me think well ooh, because people i guess maybe i'm quite a confrontational person and i know that you said in the past that you sort of you do as much as you can to avoid confrontation. I'm into 
um, trying to be tolerant to the point of passive, but I also understand that sometimes when that goes too far, there needs to be you. It all it does is kind of make you distance yourself from that person, and I think that that's what was happening with you and me because mm. the more things that I registered that you didn't like. Yeah. Like really the person who loses out is sort of you in a way because what I do is just remove those things or try to and like but actually they just remove everything in my personality so then you do end up with a really like flat version of me yeah. because you can't like because I can't really give you all the rest of those things. But that's why sometimes the thing is like on the subject of passivity I think it's really interesting for you to bring it up because this week I've been thinking a lot about other people and the way that other people deal with problems. Yeah, me too. Versus the way that we deal with problems. Right. And I observe, because where my studio is, uh, yeah. I'm in the centre, and so I hear a lot of people's conversations. But also, you know, just from talking to other people, you hear people talk about their situations. And it just... Uh, I've had a couple of conversations this week where I'm just thinking to myself, like, all you're doing is talking about your problems, but you're not doing anything to confront them you're just like you're just accepting that situation like yeah there's no plan to do anything about it and I think that actually both of us more so try to take control of the situation so I think that's a positive way to think about the term confrontations is that you just identify the thing and it's not about having an argument or even having an exchange really Mm. because it's more like there's no discussion you just go and do something to confront the situation. So there's no discussion between the problem and what you do. You just try to resolve it in some way. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what I... I mean, I guess I am pretty confrontational because I think, like, when you're out on the street, like... I mean, I'm terrible when I'm out on my bike. If anyone beeps at me it does anything, I would turn around... Like in a split second, stick my fingers up at them, just sh- shout, start shouting them at the top of my voice. Like, do you think that's confrontational or argumentative or reactive? Because I was, I was wondering, like, what the particular, because I think confrontation, yeah, as a word, I think it sounds like, oh yeah, it's something about being really aggressive, yeah, but I actually think it's more to do with like facing something, yeah, and that thing's like, and I think that thing has to be specific, like a problem, yeah, or something that needs to be solved rather than a split second of anger it's more like a a battle maneuver or it's a decision i was talking today to one of my friends i'm not going to say who they are but i I really like the way that they deal with their life and it's because that person like they just think about it i mean they didn't say this but when they were talking i was thinking this like like quite like a game and they make choices in that game and they kind of predict how those reactions were going to be yeah and so that to me is like confrontations because you just make these decisions where you think yeah this is the way that i'm gonna approach this This i'm not just going to let it dominate my life yeah i'm gonna make a proactive choice to do something and see what happens well i think that's why when we don't spend time together like because i notice times like when i've addressed issues in completely the wrong way Mm-hmm. And hopefully sometimes I do learn from those <laughs> mistakes <laughs> and sometimes I don't. But sometimes like if I built something up really big in my head as a big problem and then I don't see you for a long time and it gets blown out of proportion and then it becomes this big obstacle that I've not had the opportunity to confront. Mm. But if we're just spending time together in the flat, then it becomes much easier just to 
slip things into a conversation in more of a normal way so they don't seem like enormous problems. I I suppose... Sorry, go on. So I think that maybe the last two weeks of or three weeks or four weeks, so you could say however long, maybe since the end of Friendship Festival, mm. since we've not been spending time together. I mean, it, a lot of it's my fault as well. I mean, I've been working in Dundee. I went to Berlin. I had to go to Wales. Like, I've not really been about around too much. I've been an absent mother. I know. I'm sorry. Absent mother who thinks about her child in a really angry way. But, you know, we had this conversation this week. The problem is, like, when you get annoyed... In that kind of way, it's often because you've stopped to think about the person as a person and you begin to think about them as an object. Dusting. Dusting. And that does make it difficult. For me, like, yeah, I was thinking particularly about um, uh, confrontations more to do with, like, psychological confrontations or confronting things within yourself rather than confronting another person. Because for me, that sounds very aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think about, like, I don't know, like, say, f- in, a, in a way, like, the way that we tried to confront the problem of the fact we were arguing was by inventing this sort of new system of discussion and you writing notes and then us having the chat. Yeah. So the confrontation is actually, like, not between me and you, but it's more to do with me and you confronting the issue that yeah. is between us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a much um. better way to do it. Like, rather than it being, yeah, head-to-head, it's like talking about... The issues as though they're the dusting, like they're the objects and we're the subjects and we're negotiating how we can deal with them. Yeah. But, yeah, it's really amazing. I do worry, like, for people that don't consider themselves to be confrontational, that there is a lot that is just getting, what's that word, sublimated. Mm-hmm that there's a lot, that it's actually quite a negative state Yeah, I think it really in. is, because either what happens, I think mostly you just become really, e- even if you become passive, I guess it's in a, well, I was going to say passive-aggressive, but I hate using that word because it's always so difficult for anyone to actually, no one can ever offer you a proper definition of it. I only know one proper definition or one that I think is good is like when people use being late as a way to... Oh yeah, you're, you are you. always fucking late to me. <laughs> oh, like I've, that's something I've really noticed over the last. I wonder if that's really passive aggressive. But I'm not considering. Over the it. last few months, like I know I was really late today, but I blame Scott Rail for that. Thank you, Scott Rail. Um, but I've really noticed that about you, Oliver, over the last few months. How you're always turning out late for me. It just makes me think that you just really don't. don't I mean, value but maybe my that time. is passive aggressive. But, but I so wasn't today. Today I was. No, but maybe it's not about making an active decision. But maybe the aggression comes in the fact that you can't even be bothered to make the effort for that person. For that, yeah, I think and it that's does. like a real like. Yeah, I mean, it is still aggressive. That's true, passive aggressive. Yeah. It's like not even intentional. It's just yeah. coming across in the way that you despise them. Mm. But you were on time today. I was early today. And I was. Um, I think I was like fifteen, sixteen oh. minutes early. <laughs> and it was Scott Rail that was dusting that we had to try to negotiate. But <laughs> but I wanted to um say something about this idea of passive aggressive in like in different in a different terms because I mean I never really thought of it as something that is so passive that is subconscious. Because yeah. I was thinking about it more like when you think of it as 
Oh, that's nice. Yeah, oh. see, I think that that's what a lot of people like, think passive-aggressive is, and I don't actually think that is really what that is. Like, when you say, oh, your hair looks nice today. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But it does, actually. But <laughs> because one thing, like, re-listening to the show and stuff, being in the room with you while we're recording some of the shows, and I remember famously, <laughs> famously, <laughs> when we recorded the first show at Edinburgh, Mm-hmm. Uh, changes, yeah. which uh, it's worth a listen to. But while we were recording it the whole way through, I was just thinking, this is the worst show I've ever done. This is terrible. When's oh, ever yeah, it's so weird that you thought that. And then like, when I re-listened to it, I just thought, this is one of the best shows we've ever done. It's so weird. And I think that sometimes the experience of being in the room... Or the experience of what's going on between us, mm. like the chemistry, but or the lack of right chemistry. That night, that day, what day? We've been a bit stressed in Edinburgh. Oh, don't you remember? We just had all those technical yeah, problems. Yeah, there was a lot of technical problems. It was we re- just really stressful. I don't think we were very angry at each other. It was just a stressful situation. But what I've noticed re-listening is quite often a lot of that tension that's really present for me. You just can't hear it, and I'm mm. often surprised, like. How my voice, I'm often surprised how my voice sounds. <laughs> but Me too. But I think it sounds like I really don't sound angry or tense. Like I think I have quite a, maybe you maybe don't you're just expressing on your face. Perception from listening to my voice. But I, even when I listened to Risk, because I thought I was an asshole. And what I, happens I, in Risks? Are you just an asshole? Well, I. I just say things to you so like hor- such horrible things <laughs> that you can't even communicate anymore. You just stop talking. Oh, was that risk? That was last week. Oh. Uh, but when I listen to my voice, I'm just like, I f- can't hear the anger in my voice. Like, there's obviously a tension because you just stopped talking. Yeah, you I did feel so pretty much. tense last week. But, but I feel better now. That makes me think maybe I am like really... Even when I'm saying horrible things, I'm saying them in a sort of friendly way. Hmm. Do you think... Okay, you've got more experience mm. of me. Well, no, but I think it's quite... I mean, the thing is, I'm quite familiar with you, so I think it's quite easy to read when you're in a bad mood. It is true. Just that in recent times, it became more, more <laughs> frequent. But I think it's moving... I mean, I'm hoping that it's moving out of that. You don't have... I mean, at the end of the day... We've only got, like, we've been saying that this week, we've only got, like, a certain amount of time left with each other. Exactly. It's a shame to make it unpleasant. Exactly. Exactly. That was the conclusion of gratitude. I mean, that sounds a bit maudlin. It's not really about that. I don't want people to listen and think, like, it's just, like, I'm just accepting it and we're just, like, struggling through. I don't think it's about that. No, we're confronting it now so that we can enjoy the rest of the time living together. And we will. And tonight at the CCA, like, I even had a shandy. That's how relaxed I was. No, aren't you wild? I went so wild. (sighs) But, yeah. But sometimes, yeah, sometimes you have to. I mean, that's another thing, isn't it? Sometimes being boozy or, you know, thinking in an altered state is another good way to confront a situation. It's not always about clinically having to dissect everything. Sometimes there just needs to be some kind of much... Release. More base release. I yeah. totally agree with that. Because mm-hmm. even when we danced around to Azalea Banks, like, obsessively, like, six times in a row, drinking kava, and, like... Yeah, and all those crazy times when we've just... We've danced around in here to songs that we played on the radio, so maybe we should do another one now. Okay. 
Nice link. Because I was thinking, I've got a few, I made a little playlist on the train when I was coming back from Dundee. And I have a number of selections. Like I wanted to maybe play Pressure Drop from Toots and the Maytals just because of that idea of the release of pressure mm. after you've confronted things. You know, like a problem shared is a problem half, like that sort yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that we're not going to have so much fun dancing around to it. Yeah. So I was thinking that we might have more fun if we listen to Rih- Rihanna. Okay, but let's put Rihanna on. Yeah. But should we just apologise in case we've ever played this song again? Yeah. Before, rather. Yeah, because we can't remember. <laughs> because we both like Rihanna and we, we like Umbrella. Um, Should we listen to the original or should we want to listen to more Dancey Remix? Because the Dancey mm. Remix, you can really bang around to that. Yeah, that sounds nice. Okay, let's listen to that. Okay. We'll have to get it off YouTube. <laughs>
that's what you are listening to that was Rihanna with Umbrella. Yeah. I was just saying, it's quite an appropriate song for Glasgow, really. You can stand under my umbrella. Yeah, initially I didn't get it, but then <laughs> I then I instantly understood because for the last seven months it's pretty much rained every day. Not just seven bloody months, isn't it? Like the last four and a half years. Yeah. But I just wanted to dwell... It's nice right now, though. Oh, well, it's a bit snowy, well, yeah, a bit icy a bit underfoot. <laughs> but I just wanted to dwell a little on a few of those lyrics, if you'll indulge oh, okay. me. Go on then, dwell. <gasps> if you dwell get No, but there's a bit that goes... When the sun shines, we'll shine forever. I'll be here forever. And I was just thinking... Because you're leaving, and I probably will be here forever in this fucking Well, this is your own house. Well, it is my own flat. But you can come visit, obviously... Any time, and then it says, well, at least we have each other. Like, it's about <laughs> friends. Maybe I'm not really moving out. Maybe I'm just going to hide in the attic and live up there covered in newspaper <laughs> eating butter. Because I saw that. A boy did that once in an old man's house for ages. It's really creepy. He was a lodger, and yeah. then he had to move out because he couldn't afford to pay his rent. And then this old guy that was living there on his own that had been renting the room couldn't work out why bits of his food went missing. And they reenacted it on ITV. It was so scary. Like, they showed him, like, going up into his attic one day innocently to get something. And then, like, he was flashing a torch and just caught the boy's eyes, the reflection of the boy's eyes, and he was just living up there. Like, I don't know if he was covered in newspaper if I've mixed his story with a story from X-Files. Oh, my God, but it's but like... yeah, it's creepy. He's just creeping down there. It's like, um, Shallow Grave. Isn't that what yeah, happens in Shallow Grave? Yeah, it is That's like in Glasgow, isn't it? I think it might be in Edinburgh. Uh, I'm yeah. never sure, though. Maybe you're just spinning this whole, like, I'm moving out narrative just for the benefit of the radio show because you just want to, like, put all of these, <laughs> like, like this special narrative. Like, I do often worry. Actually, it's probably I've just been worrying about this more over the last month or so since we've been getting on... Less well <laughs> about whether I can trust you because I did say you I always to bring this up though you all whenever you're annoyed with me you always bring this up you've brought it up over the last couple of years like I don't feel like I can trust you and I think it's just a way of yeah. like it's because it's like it's quite an insult like it's a way of expressing like maximum dismay at someone just saying I don't know if I can trust you yeah because it completely challenges the whole basis of the fact that you think that you're friends like it's quite disarming because if someone says that to you you can't even really argue back with it because if if the person who's accusing you of not being able to trust you in the first place won't believe you anyway there's like no way out of it I think it's just like a really like cunning way to like just win an argument but without even having to start one I'm not I'm actually just confronting a fear like because sometimes when I look in your eyes well obviously I don't know what's (laughs) going on inside their head but it's probably for the best you do have a bit of a reputation I just think maybe it's all just I'm trying to shake that off though but also I I think I have a reputation for being too honest about other things yeah maybe so it's difficult I think it's just like either way I'm just really extreme if I'm honest or deceptive it just comes across as being really extreme both of them are just exaggerated <coughs> but it's actually just because really i'm just being quite upfront about both of them i'm not very good at being dishonest because i've always felt the need to always tell people afterwards like even yeah. when i broke your 
Sports Direct mug, and then I bought one on the slide to replace it so you'd never know. But then I still had to tell you in the end. I know, and the sad thing was that you didn't realise that they only cost 99p in I Sports know. Direct. I bought one for five bloody pounds on eBay. <laughs> They're two a penny oh, in Sports Direct. And obviously we're not big fans of it just because it promotes Sports Direct. We like it because it holds an entire pint of tea at any mm. one time. And we won't drink tea in any lesser quantity. No, I need a big old mug. But, yeah, in terms of confronting the... And in terms of being honest, I mean, there are some things that I don't always talk about because I don't want to confront them. Mm. And, I like, you know, I'm quite superstitious. Like, if I enter competitions or stuff like that, I don't tell anyone until I know the result of things. Yeah. And on the walk home today, I said to you, like, casually, oh, yeah, you know, I was supposed to go for that operation yesterday. Yes. And, um, and I was like, no. Obviously, I for months, know. I've been going to the hospital. Or I've been about three times over the last couple of months. But I just didn't really want to say anything because I just don't really... I don't, well, one, I didn't want to make a fuss, but also, yeah, I just didn't want to jinx it or confront it. But, you know, I said it was because I had this lump on the back of my neck. Yeah. And so I always talk about how I'm really good at confronting stuff. But actually, like I was saying to you on the walk home, for the last year or couple of years, because it's been there, I think, for about six years, there were times where I just thought it would just be easier to die than have to, like... Go to hospital and confront it because it would just be so stressful having to like tell people if it was something really bad and then having to deal with like it would be easier not to deal with it at all and then just slip away, (laughs) which is nuts. Slip away into the loft. You could go off into the loft and then just die up there. Yeah, like a cat, like a sad cat. (laughs) Please don't. So yeah, I did confront that eventually. I know. We should just tell listeners in case they are listening (laughs) that it's not. Anything bad? No, it's fine. I've just—it's just fat and we've or a hair or something. We've made an arrangement. I've already said that I'll come and pick you up from Thanks. the hospital. Nice Make sure you don't have to walk home on your own, wherever your home might be by then. But well, I know. But Ellie, I don't want to leave on that note of me not confronting something because yeah. I think that would be a bit naughty. There's something else that I didn't tell you. I did something so insane last week, absolutely nuts. And I wasn't going to tell anyone, but then I just then I just thought, oh, well, it's interesting to talk about. It's quite an interesting experience. Okay. But, you know, like, for a long time, I had this real problem. Like and, and also, I'm sure people who listen to this show all the time will know this about me. But, like, I'm just really obsessed with, like, love or, like, finding a boyfriend or really obsessed with, like, having a relationship. Yeah. Um, obviously, that dominates a lot of Your my thoughts. My thoughts. Well, mine too. Yeah. Bloody hell. But the problem with me particularly was that I was always really wild about romance, but like a bit freaked out by sex. Like I really, you know, I found it really like unappealing or like, yeah, just not very interesting. I just thought it was quite boring. You know, like Quentin Crisp says it's like the last refuge of the miserable. <laughs> and, uh, but I didn't so know then in the spirit of my experiments in living, like last week, while you're away, I just met this complete stranger off the internet and just had sex with him and then just left again it's really wild just in the daytime just on friday afternoon i just popped to see this you look so shocked it's pretty outrageous isn't it but i just thought like you've got you can't keep moaning about these problems or like just not even dealing with it and because I've been surrounded by people all week that I just thought weren't dealing no with their you lives. forgot to fucking text me while I was at the funerals. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> but I thought it was good to end on that kind of positive note from me. Well, not really. I mean, it's neither positive or unpositive. I suppose what's positive is the fact that I just thought you can make a choice. You either just do something or you don't do it. You might I as well just, just do press it. Stop recording so I can get all the fucking details. <laughs> I just want to stop recording so I can get all the fucking details. Jesus. No, it, was pretty, it was pretty nuts, but it was just an experience. Anyway, that I just thought it was like time to confront. That's amazing, Oliver. So I just confronted it. I'm so impressed. <laughs> I'm so impressed. Jesus. Now, can we stop? Can we just play the song so I can get all the details, please? Okay, I'm not going to go into too much detail. <laughs> No, because I feel a bit naughty about putting it out there on the radio because I, I think the key is really discreet. I but know, but that's because I bought you a pint. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> I did well to buy the pint. I did anyway. well. I'm glad I only had a shandy, otherwise God knows what I would have said. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but anyway, Oliver, what's your show? Song time. I just chose this song because I thought it was kind of sexy. And also, because oh <laughs> I'm kind of wild, you know, at the minute about the world of feelings, overthinking. And and the first line of this song is I know my feelings and I think that's nice. Um, this is called Doorway and it's by Planning to Rock. You didn't do it in the doorway, did you? No. I'm so jealous that I'm not a gay man. It's so unfair. <laughs> like I couldn't just go and do that. Well, you could. Anyway, let's listen <laughs> to this doorway. Bye. Bye.
it's Friday.